Your attention, please. You are listening to Walking Tall with Terry Wilkerson. And now, your host, Terry. And welcome everybody to the Walking Tall with Terry Wilkerson podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Terry. And there's, well, as usual, when I do these episodes, there's a lot going on in the world. And right now, the biggest thing we're all talking about is these riots. I'm not going to address the riots. I've addressed them in different ways in both uh, podcast and video form. What I'm going to address right now is the humanity behind it. Earlier today, I was out fishing on an absolutely gorgeous day before these thunderstorms came through. Um, It was beautiful out. And as I was just looking at the water and the trees and everything, the thought occurred to me, and if you managed to see the original video... Uh, before the video, the audio got all screwed up. I talked about how it's called the outdoors. And I made that specifically for the video game generation who may not know what in the hell the outdoors is because they're so confined to their video game systems and their basement and their computers. But the outdoors is where we, as human beings, began. And because we came... We either evolved or were created, whatever you happen to believe in. We began as a species that lived outdoors, that lived in some pretty severe environments. We had to develop a part of our brain that allowed us to do something called rational thought. Rational thought is very simple. It's the concept of cause and effect. It's the idea of Can this be done? How can it be done? It's basically the way our minds develop the ability to think through problem solving. That's one of the things that separates us in terms of our brains from the rest of the animal kingdom. It is a matter of problem solving. Somewhere along the line, the first caveman discovered how to make fire. The first caveman discovered how to kill a saber-toothed tiger and use that fire to make him dinner. That was one man. That was one individual. We don't know. It might have been a woman. Nobody knows. Nobody cares right now. Because we, we, let me preface by saying, going into this, I am operating under the presumption that all men and all women of all ethnicities, all nationalities, all colors, all religious backgrounds, all sexual orientations are equal. I'm beginning under that premise. Bear that in mind, please. So the first man, woman, whomever, who discovered how to kill that saber-toothed tiger and then use that fire to cook the saber-toothed tiger for dinner, the first person who did that found a problem and then they solved it. They used rational thought to solve a problem. Now here's where things started to go a little haywire. Rational thought is an attribute of the individual. It's not a collective ideology. There is no such thing as collective thought. There is no collective brain. Thought is an absolute attribute of the individual. And here on the podcast, I have done nothing but preach individuality from the beginning. Because it is up to the individual to make the changes, to make something better in their life. And again, I'm going to get all over the place here, but the individual is accountable for himself, not society, not the collective. The collective has this idea. Now, here is, here's the example of how collective mentality goes crazy. 
The idea of the collectivist is that it is up to the individual to subvert their wants and needs to the group. The group decides, however, what that individual's wants and needs should be. If that's not an immediate hypocrisy, I really don't know what is. So we have the idea in society right now that whatever is good for society is good for the individual. Society is made up of individuals, individual people with individual brains, individual minds, individual needs, individual wants. And this kind of causes another hypocrisy when you look at the fact that we're told that your choice sexually is your choice. And it is. It absolutely is. Whatever your sexual preference is, is yours. None of my business, none of society's. But we're told that the individual's choice is up to them and that we as a society have no right to judge that individual's choice. However, we then turn around and tell the individual what they should think, what they should do. We tell people it's okay to love whoever you want, to eat whatever you want, unless it's meat. And you're, you're starting to see, I, I can't even keep this as a straight line example. I cannot even keep this down one path because just the absolute basic idea of the hypocrisy of the individual versus the collective immediately jumps out. <laughs> And it, it's kind of hilarious that people just don't put this together in their head. But let, I, I digress, as they say. So society tells the individual what's right for the individual, but then tells the individual that they have to subvert what's right to society. Okay, we've established that. So as time went on and man began problem solving in, in greater detail, we had people who came up with the idea of things like housing. From adobe huts to you know mud huts to lean-to shelters. You can tell I have a little background on that one. All the way up to condominiums, apartment buildings, and whatever that abomination in Dubai is. Somebody came up with a problem, sol uh, problem solution. Somebody. One person. If one person himself didn't come up with the entire idea, they came up with the fact that there was a problem that needed to be solved and moved things forward to begin solving that problem. That's an individual attribute. That's not a collective attribute. Nothing in history has ever been achieved by a mob of people. And I use mob in the generalized sense. I'm not talking about rioting. I'm not talking about looting. I'm talking about a group of people. Nothing in history has ever been achieved. Nothing has ever been accomplished at the whim of a mob. It's always been accomplished at the whim of an individual. One man. our founding fathers. Each one of them was an individual who happened to have the same idea, who happened to have the same concept that we should kind of be free here. That since Britain doesn't really give a shit about us on this side of the ocean, maybe we shouldn't be a part of it. That wasn't groupthink, which is an absolutely horrible buzzword created by the corporate world. No, that's basic individual human ideal. Because the basic want and need of a human being is freedom and individuality, the freedom to pursue our own happiness. Where have we heard this before in the founding documents? It's the basic tenet of being a human being. By being an individual, we want different things. 
We don't want society to tell us exactly what we should need, exactly what we should want, exactly what we should do, exactly who we should love. What we want is we want society to leave us alone to pursue our wants, our needs, our desires. That's the basic human brain. And because of that, the only thing that has ever produced in the history of humankind is the individual, never the collective. Now, if it sounds like I'm giving a speech out of an Ayn Rand novel, then, well, I'm pretty damn close. Yes, not going to lie. But there, therein lies, you know, another one. That was an individual. Ayn Rand was one woman who got the idea in her head that she needed to get out of Russia, that she wanted to pursue a certain vocation. She wanted to be a writer. She wrote some of the most influential, in my mind, books in human history, books that are panned by the liberal left, books that are just, they're, they're considered, I have talked to people where to them, Atlas Shrugged is to them what Mein Kampf is to me. It's just an abomination of literature and should have never been written down. We disagree on that. But I happen to be a fan. I happen to find that her ideology is similar to mine. I'm an individual who found another individual with a similar ideology. Same thing with my friends and family right now. The people that I'm closest to share the same ideology that I do. Not because I have forced my ideology upon them, but because somewhere along the line I met people and their individualistic ideology connected with mine. And I think there's a lot of people out there that have gone through the same exact transformation in their life where they've realized that individual ideology, where they realize that they have become friends with people simply because they believe in the same things. They're not forced to believe in the same way. They don't make it a, con a contingency of friendship that, well, if you don't believe in this, then we can't be friends. No. They have similar ideas and people with similar ideas will eventually gravitate toward one another. Unfortunately, we have incidents in human history where that gravitation has caused things like the Nazi regime and the communist revolution. We have that right now with the riots that are going on. And there's a difference, by the way, folks, between protests and riots, and I've addressed that on a, on a prior show. The riots, that's not an individual concept. And let me explain why. Because, and again, I've explained this in other videos, but I... I think this is an idea that needs to get hammered home. I need to feed the fed horse. Riots harm other people. An individual with an individual mind, with an individual mindset, does not harm anybody else. It's the essence of the libertarian non-aggression principle. I am a libertarian. I don't believe that we should be going to war anywhere. I do believe in self-defense. That is a basic tenet of humanity. You have the right to self-defense if you are forcefully attacked. We have riots. We have people burning down other people's property. And the constant refrain is, well, property can be replaced. Lives cannot. Unfortunately, for a lot of the business owners who lost everything in these riots, those businesses were their lives. Those businesses were everything. They worked their entire lives to get to that point, to own that business, to have that product in their window, only to have it looted, stolen, 
and to have their businesses burned to the ground. I can't think of, of a more egregious example of aggression upon another person than that. Oh, well, is murder an egregious you know, idea of um, assaulting somebody? Absolutely. You're taking a human life. Just as in this situation, you're taking their life away in a different way. You're taking everything they've ever worked for. And believe me, when you have worked your ass off for something, when you have sacrificed and bled and sweat and cried to get somewhere in life, and it's taken from you by force, it takes a little part of you. Maybe a major part of you. It doesn't take your life. It's not the same as being murdered, no. But it certainly is part of you dying. And these people have lost a part of themselves that they have worked for God knows how long on. And it's being celebrated in certain circles. And that's disgusting. It's horrifying. So these riots are the act of the collective. We've seen that. We've watched that. Nobody is sitting here saying it's just one person rioting. And here comes the hypocrisy again. We know it's not just one person rioting. We know it's a collective. We know it's an ideology. This has nothing to do with George Floyd. This has to do with violence. This has to do with making certain people look bad. This has to do with uh, people who don't have any desire to earn anything. They just go out and take whatever they want. This is not an expression of the, viol the, the violence, the rioting. It's not an expression of grief or pain. It's an expression of entitlement and rage. The peaceful protesters are doing things right. The violent rioters are the problem. We have this, this scenario where these violent thug rioters are continually taking from other people. And you have no right to that. No matter who you are, you have zero right to steal from another person. You have the right to buy from another person, borrow from another person. You have the right to ask for something, but you have no right to steal. If I have earned something, if I worked and I earned something, it is mine. I possess that. I earned that. But the mentality, the collectivist mob mentality is, well, no matter what you did to earn it, you, you harmed somebody else, so I'm taking it from you. And that's the mentality we need to stop. And that's the point I was trying to make earlier today when I uploaded my first video to YouTube. And if you're just listening to the podcast, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel as well. But the idea was when we began out in the woods, when we began as, you know, little amorphous blobs or whatever you happen to believe we began as, I, I'm trying to keep things right now in line for both the theological creationists, uh, the atheists, the agnostics, the pagans. I'm, I'm just trying to find a general term to use here, and it's getting a little frustrating. So wherever we began, we began in a scenario where we were not the dominant species. We were not the apex predator. And by the way, we're still not. Don't get that. <laughs> Don't ever think we are the apex predator on this planet. 
So we began as insignificant little worms, just using the generalized term worms, guys. And we evolved for our brains. Our brains evolved for us to be able to problem solve and to be able to think. And somewhere along the line, somebody got the idea that, hey, maybe we'd be better off working together. Maybe if I add my strength to his strength, we can beat that saber-toothed tiger and have him for dinner. There has never been in the history of the world, I've stated this several times today, anything, any advancement that's ever occurred as a result of a mob. It wasn't a thousand Neanderthals getting together and going, you know, oh, grog, kill, saber-toothed tiger. No, it, it was one grog who realized if I get him to help me, then there's a good chance, I'm sorry this is shaking all over the place, I'm uh, working on new studio setups, what with the quarantine, and if, if you hear the microphone shaking, same thing. Again, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm actually recording this on YouTube at the same time, um, trying to keep the whole multimedia feel going. Don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, Walking Tall with Terry Wilkerson, the podcast available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast content. And if you're listening to the podcast, do not forget to like, share, and subscribe. The YouTube channel, Walking Tall with Terry Wilkerson. Just look for my YouTube channel, Terry Wilkerson. You'll find the Walking Tall episodes on the same channel. I did my own little mid-roll. I don't get to do that very often because I don't have a whole lot of uh, opportunity to do sponsorships on this show. I'm kind of demonetized on this show. But we do have another one coming up that it looks like we're going to be monetized on, a brand new podcast called Shambhala. Keep an eye out for that one. So Grog decided, I feel like I should have put in a bumper there. Grog decided, if I get that guy to help me out, we can kill that saber-toothed tiger. And then the brain evolved into more problem-solving of, okay, instead of spears and rocks, what can we do to create a trap? And then it's, well, wait a minute, can we trap multiple at the same time? And is there a more efficient way of killing them? And while we're doing this, hold on. Is there like a better defense to keep them from killing our children? This is the problem solving that evolves in the mind of the individual. This does not happen in the concept of a collective. If you're a fan of Star Trek, you're familiar with the Borg. The Borg are a collective. The hive mind, one mind. The Borg did nothing but kill. There was no evolution in the Borg, other than when you shot them, their bodies learned to absorb whatever phaser you happen to shoot them with. The collective idea, the collective mind, if there is such a thing, and really there's not, all right, let's just call it, the collective mind cannot create, the collective mind cannot advance, the connect, collective mind cannot revolutionize, only the individual mind can. And where I'm going with all this is this. Only the individual mind can stop this nonsense. Only an individual mind can stop the riots, can stop the hate, can stop the violence, can stop the brutality, can stop the fear-mongering and the lies in the media. Now, what do I mean by this? Simple. I'm not saying one guy sitting somewhere can change everything. But one guy can start to change everything because it's not just one guy. It's not just me who feels this way out there. There are millions of people who feel this way. But we're being told that we're wrong for feeling this way. Here's my plan. Here's how I would get out of all this stuff with just the idea, the concept of the individual. 
You hate racism? I know I do. I absolutely hate it. Don't be racist. Now, that uh, go ahead, roll your eyes all you want. I know that sounds super uh, simplified, but it's not. I hate racism, so I'm not racist. If somebody else, if John Q. Public hates racism, well then, they're not going to be racist. And if you find enough people that hate racism and think racism is disgusting, guess what? They're not going to be racist either. There's enough of them out there. Eventually, you find enough people who aren't racist, and well, you know, we could take a chunk out of racism. You want to take you want to take the the violent offenders uh, in the police force, the police brutality offenders off the force. They're individuals who have an individual ideology. They believe in a certain thing. Get rid of them individually. I have um, my opinions about the police, and I'm not going to express them here, but I am going to say that they are people. They are individuals. Not all cops are the same. Not all criminals are the same. Not all whites. Not all blacks. Not all artists. Not all race car drivers. Not all NBA players are the same. Everybody's an individual. So look at the cop as an individual. Look at the criminals. Look at the rioters as an individual. Don't blame the masses. Don't blame the hundred people who burned down a cathedral or broke into Macy's. No, you can't blame society. Society does not have a presence. It doesn't have a physical presence. The individual does. You have to begin to blame the individuals. You have to hold the individuals accountable for what they do. At the same time, you have to understand that people, as individuals, have individual and different... And we should have a drinking game. Take a shot every time I say individual. There should be an an understanding that everybody's got their own ideology. And that ideology is theirs alone. Adolf Hitler found millions of people who believed in his ideology, and he eventually scared scared enough people to believing his ideology. They made that individual choice. The police are individuals. The rioters are individuals. That's where I was going. I keep getting lost because I have no idea where in the hell I put my show notes. We have... The the, the President of the United States is an individual. He's an interesting individual, to say the least. The mayor of New York is an individual. They're all making individual choices. And we hate them. Let's face it. We we hate the politicians. We hate cops. We hate the president. We, we, we hate the rioters. We hate the looters. We hate everybody involved. And where all this is going and where it, it all came to head when I was out in the outdoors, out in the woods, was the idea that I keep trying to go back to, but I keep forgetting because, again, show notes somewhere in the trash. I don't know. We all, at some point in the, in the before time, in the long, long ago, long before the COVID, there was actually a time, we realized that we had to work together for mutual benefit. The rioters, the looters, the violent cops, the corrupt politicians, they're not in it for mutual benefit. They're in it for personal benefit. And personal benefit is fine, as long as you do not affect 
other people. As long as you are not attacking other people, taking from them or harming them, that is where the non-aggression principle of mutual interest comes in. The, sorry, I'm running out of words here. (laughs) The mutual interest right now is peace. The mutual interest right now is love. The mutual interest right now is justice. And we all want love, peace, and justice. We all want them. But justice cannot be achieved in the midst of violence. It's never happened in the history of humankind. The violence does need to end before we can move forward. Every time you hear one of these looters say, we're going to keep going until we get what we want, that's not how it works. And folks, that's not how it's going to work. Because eventually, the violence of the looters is going to be met with the violence of the public. And believe me, the violence of the public can become a lot more severe. If the National Guard or the military are called in, that particular level of violence, just watch any war movie from the last 20 years. That's what I'm afraid of. That the, the rioters and the looters aren't going to stop and ultimately the military is going to come in and it's going to become a wasteland. So the violence needs to end. And in the meantime, you and I, we can't do anything about the violence other than not participate in it. And you know what that's called? That's called an, un, an individual choice. So since the violence has to end and we can't do anything about it, what do we do in the meantime? I go back to what I said a few minutes ago. One don't be racist. Two, don't participate in the violence, which overall leads to the single most important rule I think any human being could live on. Don't be an asshole. I should have t-shirts made up. Don't be an asshole. If you live by that particular principle, then is it going to solve everything? Are the riots going to magically disappear because I decide not to be an asshole? Is racism going to magically disappear because I decide not to be an asshole? No, no, it's not. It's not going to happen overnight. But it will happen with time. And it will happen when enough people, when enough individuals begin exercising the embryonic freedom that is individuality. We stop listening to the lies. We stop listening to the fear-mongering of the media. We stop listening to the horse shit that comes out of the mouth of the politicians. We stop listening to Twitter. We stop listening to Facebook. We stop listening to any social media where the virility and the anger is the predominant uh, verbiage of the day. Stop listening to people who do nothing but talk shit and anger. And sooner or later, enough of us individuals we'll find ourselves together collectively, and I hate that word, but collectively, we're going to find a way to stop this. Don't be a racist. Don't be a bigot. Don't be violent. Because if enough one people, if if enough of one person, if enough individuals make that decision, eventually, and it might actually be a lot sooner than you think, this can all end. And then maybe we can just go grab a beer together and maybe go fishing. That's all I have for you guys today. This is Walking Tall with Terry Wilkerson. And I really hope you guys are, wherever you are, you're safe. And um, we'll get together again real soon.
Thank you, as always, for joining us for the Walking Tall podcast. Available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Podbean, Pocket Casts, Breaker, and wherever you download your fine podcast content. Look for us on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to hit us up at Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at WalkingTallPod. Don't forget there is a brand new Walking Tall Live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. exclusively on Podbean. Download the app, join the show, call in, and we'll see you next time on Walking Tall.